So trading up for a quarterback is a pretty popular idea among Vikings fans. But what if they can't do that? What happens then? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everybody, welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, where we're always trying to learn something new. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much for making this show your first listen each and every day. My hashtag everydayers, I appreciate you all so, so very much. If you are new here, hello, what's up? My name is Luke. I'll be your host. You can find the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including the SiriusXM app, as well as YouTube and Amazon Fire and Roku. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty bucks off of your first purchase. So today, I want to discuss one of the scenarios that I, I'm sure some of you actually like, uh, but we are currently existing in this weird limbo for the next couple of weeks. I would say until we know what happens with Kirk Cousins. I, I would say that if that's not resolved in like. In three weeks, at least, that's a, that's an issue, right? So we're going to find out soon. Uh, and it has to be resolved one way or another by March 13th. So we have less than a month now, and Daniil Hunter has to get done in that time, too, and Kirk's going to get done first. So whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And it's going to start happening soon. But right now, we live in this limbo with not really knowing where the Vikings are at at quarterback. I'm sure they have a sense for which options they prefer and which they don't, and you know what they'll do if this happens or that happens, right? But we don't, we don't know any of that. We don't get to know. So we live in a world where the Vikings could very much be entering the draft with no quarterback to speak of. Maybe they they bring in Sam Darnold as a bridge. I know that was something that came around uh, this week. They bring in Sam Darnold as a bridge. You don't want to go into a season with him at all. Uh, and you have to trade up really, really hard to get him. And in that world, what if they don't? Because you don't get to control that whole world, right? That's like a risky place to be. And it's why, like, I think it's probably the best argument to sign Kirk Cousins is so that you are not drafting in that environment, so that you aren't negotiating against that leverage. Because not only is it risky, the world where, say, the Falcons just decide we're going to, you know, match your offer and we have a higher first round pick, so we're going to get him, right? Like, that's a thing that could happen. Um, they're kind of the only team that can do that. If you like look at the draft order, it's like it, it's Bears, Commanders, uh, Patriots, right? And if you assume that those three go quarterback, 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 which is not a safe assumption, right? Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback's pretty rare. And even though all three of those teams appear to be interested in a quarterback, there are rumors that New England is maybe looking to trade down. We can't be 100% sure that the Bears aren't going to go with Justin Fields. They're being really hush-hush about that. Um, but let's for now just pencil that in. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels to say those guys are gone and, and they they don't even have their phones on. None of them want to trade up. They all just take their guy. So then you're looking at Arizona is next and, and the Giants and the Chargers, like that, that kind of four, five, six range. And let's say the Vikings try to trade up and so are the Falcons. And let's say the Falcons win that bidding war. There's kind of nothing you can do about that if that happens, right? So what do we do? Oh no, what do we do? Now they traded up. They got, say they traded up. They got JJ McCarthy at fifth overall. Uh, and now it's like Michael Penix and Bo Nix are the only two 
remotely uh, reasonable quarterbacks left on the board, and you're not taking those guys at 11, right? Well, I, I shouldn't talk about Bo Nix. I haven't watched him, so I'm going off of pure osmosis right now, and I reserve the right to change that opinion if I do end up watching him and liking him. haven't seen a lick of him. Um, but this is the position that you have to be prepared for, right? Like This is very much a possibility. Uh, it's not a certainty, but it's a possibility, right? This is very much one of the many outcomes. So what do you do? And I think being prepared for that is going to motivate some offseason decisions. Like I said, it could motivate the Kirk Cousins offseason decision. It could be the kind of thing where you sign Kirk Cousins to a one-year deal or a one-year deal with an unguaranteed second year, an option year at the end of it or something like that, maybe even a player option year. But this is like, I'm, I'm trying to like portend the worst case scenario a little bit and then say, okay, what do you do? And I think what you do there is you, you have to sort of take the gift that it is, right? Uh, if, if the draft just did not fall in such a way where you get a quarterback and you didn't bring it, you didn't, you know, re-sign Kirk, you didn't do anything that can remotely be seen as a serious quarterback. You have like Sam Darnold and Jaron Hall competing. You're like, oh my God, this is a disaster, right? Okay, you eat those lumps. I think... A lot of people will say, oh, no, just take Penix because he's the best quarterback on the board now and he's going to go by the second round or whatever. I'm not sure that's the move. And the thing you don't want to do, this is the Christian Ponder lesson. The thing you don't want to do is take a quarterback that you don't like just to have taken a quarterback, just to say you took a quarterback, right? Because a bust of a quarterback, uh, especially a first round bust of a quarterback, is like a fast track to getting fired and with good cause, right? Like we, we don't want the guy that drafts Christian Ponder to be around anymore right that's not the the move anymore and um i i always like to bring this back up like the year after that happened they completely reorganized the front office and they took like a whole bunch of scouting power away from the head coach uh like a, they they gave more of that to rick spielman um and that was like the structure that they worked with all the way up until after the 2021 season when they fired him um so you don't want to get the panic guy we don't you know the, the quarterback we don't like just to say we took a quarterback right and the gift that i'm talking about is okay now you get to build your team up a little bit and make your team a that much better a destination i do think the vikings are a pretty good destination for a rookie quarterback they have a four of five pieces of an offensive line that pass blocked very very well last year um all under contract they have uh, the only one left is the only one that isn't coming back is the left guard, right? Which both of their left guards are actually pending free agents. So shoot, you could. You have that. You have, of course, Jefferson and, and Addison and Hawkinson for whenever you get him. He it sounds like he's going to start the season on the pup, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you just think about like ACL injuries and when that happened and, and how long recovery takes. And it sounds like they're not doing the fast track version of that. If you want more information, there is an episode from, I think, last week or the week before where I talked about that with Hawkinson, by the way. But you get him eventually, right? And for the long term, you have him, you know, if he's not there for the first couple of weeks of the rookie season. Like he will be there and that will help development in, in, a, in a more big picture sense. Um, so it's a good place for a rookie to come in, you know, uh, you, you don't have to pretend like you know you don't have to be the panthers where you you have to bring in guys like adam thielen just to have some semblance of something going on in your offense and then still not really care if your offense is good because at least you're not ruining your quarterback right lest you do what the bears did with justin fields which they are perhaps moving on from it's been such a disaster over there 
Um, so that gives you the chance to do it. Um, and I, that's very much a consolation prize, right? Like it is absolutely not preferable to get like a good edge versus getting like the quarterback of the future, right? I would much rather have Jaden Daniels than the guy he was throwing to, you know what I mean? Like give me the quarterback. Um, but assuming that that goes poorly, if they hit on that, pick, like if they get a good player with that pick, you're not going to be like that, that boy, that helps. That's a salve that really helps heal the burn, you know? Um, so there are a couple of things that I want to get into here. First, I just want to like go over like what kind of roster makeups you could make. I'm going to sort of dip my toes into the D line pool a little bit and, and start the world of talking about those draft guys. All that's coming up. Today's episode of Locked On Vikings is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a way to get started in therapy. Getting started in therapy can be very intimidating, uh, but whether you feel like you actually need somebody to talk to about something and to kind of handle your mental health, or whether, whether it's more of a maintenance thing, which I actually think is really important, and especially men, more of us should do that. Uh, it does. You don't have to have something wrong to you know go to the gym and worry about your health. I think your mental health is kind of the same. So go to betterhelp.com slash locked on and you can get 10% off of your first month. Whether it's something deep like a family issue or even just well, you want to talk about the Vikings a little bit or talk sports, that's also perfectly acceptable. BetterHelp can get you hooked up with somebody that is right for you and your needs. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Thank you all so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day each and every day. When you're done here, if you are watching on YouTube, don't lift a finger. It'll take you right to the Lockdown Minnesota Sports YouTube page and their 24-7 Minnesota Sports live stream. All of the biggest stories, conversations, debates from the Lockdown Network, including this show, Lockdown Wolves, Wild, etc., all broadcasting over there 24-7. Flip it on, forget about it. So, if we think about roster building, right, it lets pretend that we can see the future for a second let's pretend we had a genie that that came down and, and we asked you know what's going to happen and the genie was like qbs are going one two three and the falcons are going to trade up and they're going to outbid you no matter what you bid for a trade up they're going to trade up to let's just make it clean they're going to trade up to four qbs are going to go one two three four and you're not going to get the guy that you like right okay so we know that right let's just say that that is like a known fact because the genie told us what do you do how, how would you approach the offseason knowing that that were the case? How would you try to optimize if you could like super bank on it? And I think that that opens yourself up to some interesting decisions uh, that are unorthodox, but I feel like it's at least a good thought exercise to understand what would be optimal for certain situations. So for one, if I just knew right ahead of time, QBs aren't coming, then I'm slamming Kirk Cousins, right? Then you just, okay, cool. Like we're great. 35 mil one year if you need to or whatever I'm, I'm like way more open to negotiating there um but let's say the same genie raptured kirk cousins just took him all the way up to the sky with him we can't we don't get kirk cousins anymore it leftover style whole bunch of people are gone one of them is kirk cousins ah drat and unfortunately the salary cap doesn't uh respect raptures they work the same as retirements or cuts so we got dead money 
shoot, we gotta we we don't have that. Uh, so we have to now figure out what to do at the quarterback position, right? And this is where you get a very interesting philosophical question. In the event that QB1 just ain't on the roster, you're just stuck, which will happen to teams from time to time. Nobody wants to be there. Nobody plans to be there, but it happens, right? Commanders weren't there this year. They had a dreadful Sam Howell season. Sometimes you do that and you're just going to bring in Baker Mayfield and that will either go really bad like with Carolina or go a little better like it did in Tampa. Uh... Baker Mayfield is a pending free agent, so he actually is an option here. Although I don't think that's going to remain the case. I, th- I think after winning the division in a playoff game, Tampa's going to bring him back. Um, you know, like that build worked out enough, and I got to think that, that that the coaches had to have worked pretty well with him in the first place just to, like, it had to work, right? Uh, they got to be kind of happy with that. So barring Baker Mayfield, barring Kirk Cousins, there are the other kind of bridge quarterback names that are worth looking out for. There are there's somebody like Ryan Tannehill. Now I think you bring in Ryan Tannehill, who will be 36 for the season, and say, we're running for this. I don't think you can look a Vikings fan dead in the eye and say, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. If you do that, right? You're saying we're trying to keep the thing from being embarrassing where we can get our real quarterback. And I don't think that that's quite acceptable, right? Now, I know a lot of, like, I am of the mind that Kirk Cousins is not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I don't think he has the consistency to win four games in a row, right? To win the Super Bowl, you have to win four games in a row. Whether it's in the playoffs or if you get the bye, you probably had to win four games in a row to do that. So that's where that's where I'm at. But that's only my personal opinion. If you don't agree, that's perfectly valid. That's fine. I have no need to argue with you on that. You can believe what you want to believe there. Um, and I don't think the Vikings agree with me. I think they just think Kirk Cousins can win the Super Bowl. That's just it. And if you disagree with the Vikings, you're allowed to disagree with the Vikings, but you kind of have to understand that they're not going to change their minds on that. Ryan Tannehill, on the other hand, don't think carries the same punch. <laughs> um, so I don't think that he's a, an option that's like very interesting to me. I think he maybe makes backup money. And, you know, you'll have Baker Mayfield making starter money. Kirk Cousins will make starter money wherever he goes. But, um, you know, playing up for, I don't know, like St. Peter's team, maybe, uh, or maybe for Leviticus. Who's to say? Um, but wherever he goes there, everybody else is basically making backup money. And it's really hard to find anyone you can feel is is serious. Honestly, I think maybe the best idea out there is Jacoby Brissett, which I don't hate him as a bridge quarterback. I think Jacoby Brissett is the perfect level of quarterback. Uh, PFF. It projects him to make a one-year, $6.5 million deal. And he is, like, perfect for if you have a rookie that won't be ready till week eight, where he will hold the ship down. And then when that rookie's ready to play, that rookie comes in and plays, and you're not one in seven in those first games, right? You actually maybe are in this, and your rookie quarterback can come in, and, and his rookie season can be a real season instead of just something where you're just trying to get other draft picks or whatever, right? Um other options in that world, Jameis Winston, Gardner Minshew. Um, Jameis Winston, I, I feel like we have Jameis Winston at home and his name is Nick Mullins. <laughs> like, you know, you're if you're going for Jameis Winston, you're going for this high variance. Let's just play like nutso ball and throw four interceptions a game and probably not win a lot. Uh, that that we have that. That's 
already fine. And, and for a backup, I actually think that that works out okay, because if you're in a backup QB situation, high variance can be okay, right? One quarter for Nick Bullins to just come in and maybe do something crazy, break a game wide open. That's kind of what happened in that Vegas game. Uh, it was, I mean, that game was was shut tight, right? It was 0-0 through three quarters, and Nick Mullins gave the, the offense the shot in the arm that it needed to just do enough, right? And get that field goal, and then by then situational football took over. So I don't really see a reason for Jameis Winston when Nick Mullins is already under contract. Uh, and I don't see either of those guys as viable starting options. You know, and, and I think your answer to this question, what do you do if Kirk Cousins gets raptured and you also know you're not going to be able to get a rookie? What do you do at quarterback? I think it tells you a lot about what philosophy that you um, really value. I'm sure a lot of you are like screaming at me. You you throw Jaron Hall in for a year. You go, you know, two and 15 and you draft whoever QB one is in 2025 uh, issue. 2025, not supposed to be as good of a quarterback class, although I would put almost no stock into the evaluation of a quarterback class a year before they come out. Guys, senior years change a lot. I mean, Joe Burrow wasn't on the map really at all for the NFL draft until his final year at LSU uh, was like this huge breakout for him. He kind of came out of nowhere. And a lot of these guys do that have like the senior year and then that's kind of it. And then you have guys that look great and then fall away like the Spencer Rattlers of the world who ended up going back to school a bunch and he's just now coming out. He was supposed to be QB one like two years ago. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it, look Minshew had the Colts doing something sensible. Jacoby Brissett had the Colts doing something sensible or you can just like resolve to not watch the Vikings for a year. And if you don't want to do that, then I guess I can't stop you. Um, so there's your bridge quarterback options, at least in a nutshell. I'm sure there's somebody I'm forgetting. Uh, but what do you do in the draft then? Say we have that situation set up. We've got a cheap quarterback. We're going to get rid of Kirk Cousins' dead cap hit. We're going to eat it for a year. So what do you do with 11th overall? That's what's coming up next. Today's episode of Lockdown Vikings is brought to you by Game Time. It's the best place to find last-minute tickets for anything. Look, NFL season is over, but you can still go check out Wolves games, Wild games. Uh, you can check out concerts, theaters, all kinds of stuff on game time search it up brainstorm a little bit see what you want to do for a weekend you can get flashed deals and zone deals they're like set up to give you the best deals on last minute tickets from sources that just want to get rid of the ticket so you can find deals that are like really surprising on there where usually last minute tickets get marked up super high because of the last minuteness of them it's easy to find and buy tickets for whatever is going on in your area and the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for 20 bucks off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Moving right along here with this episode of the Lockdown Vikings podcast. Here's the deal. This is not going to be a comprehensive review of the non-quarterbacks in the draft. I'm not ready to do that. <laughs> Listen to the next two months of Lockdown Vikings if you want to get comprehensive. I'm not going to try to go through four million players at once. I only do that one day a year, and it's when I do the day three contest, which we will be doing again. Um, so get your get your day three draft crushes ready. I will ask for them the week before the draft. You have till then to find them. Um but there's one guy that I just want to talk about, and I'm looking for a really flimsy excuse to do so, and there's nothing you can do about it. So we're going to talk about Chop Robinson. He's a Penn State edge. Uh, he's currently projected as a second-round player. 
in a lot of mocks and stuff that I've seen, I'm sure I'm like grinding the mocks and stuff, which is not working for me right now, but uh, I'm sure that he's like somewhere in the forties kind of. So he would be somebody he's actually, I've seen him in a lot of mock drafts to the Vikings that go to the second round as a second round player. They pick, you know, JJ McCarthy in the first and then chop Robinson in the second, that kind of thing. Um, personally, I think he should go way higher than that. Uh, I love this dude. And I think that in the world where, you don't get your quarterback, but you do get the edge rusher you absolutely freaking love, then you just kind of took a moment of necessity and turned it into luxury, right? Well, all right, we can't get the necessity of a quarterback, then we're going to do the luxury thing and pick a first round edge, which honestly where the Vikings are at in their quarterback position is like not an option available to them, I think unless you are out on whatever quarterbacks remain, right? If you're somebody that only thinks Caleb Williams and Drake may are worth a dang, uh, then you say, okay, yeah, no, pick an edge rusher, pick defense, because I just don't think that, you know, McCarthy or Penix or Jaden Daniels are, are that good. And that's fine. That's where, that's where you're at. Um, but you have to dismiss that first. You have to dismiss the quarterbacks before you start talking about edge rushers or defensive tackles or receivers, which is a thing that a lot of people are talking about with, the Vikings, which I don't really, they need depth at receiver. They should draft receivers, but that's not a first round thing. That's probably more like a mid round third, fourth, fifth kind of deal. A receiver coming in just because they need bodies in that room. But that's, yes, yeah, it's more of a fill out your roster kind of deal. Or I actually like the idea of taking in some, you know, random wide receiver three type that is uh, hopefully going to come out a reasonable bargain. And maybe that guy is KJ Osborne coming back. Like he's in that category. But that's kind of what this exercise is. We are dismissing the quarterback. We are forcing a situation where the quarterbacks are dismissed for us. We have spent just six and a half million extra at the quarterback position. Plus, we're getting rid of all of Kirk's dead cap. So uh, signing guys to contracts is going to be way, way, way easier, right? Now, we don't have a quarterback contract on the books. That puts us at a huge advantage over everybody who's got us uh, an expensive quarterback in terms of like cap spending, right? Which is, to be honest... Not that valuable a thing to me if you don't actually have the guy. Like, that only works if he's good, if the quarterback you're playing is good. Uh, but I digress. Um, one of the things you can do in that situation is fill out your roster really, really hard in free agency and then resolve to draft somebody, right? And in the world where this plays out, like, in order of events and we don't have the future genie knowledge, the world where we do not sign Kirk Cousins is one where we really want to set up for a quarterback in the draft, unless you're like super into the idea of trading for Russell Wilson or something like that. Um, which I guess he's also one of the the like more serious, like you, you could bring in Russell Wilson and say, we super believe in him. And at least people will, they might not agree, but they'll at least think that you're being serious. You know, um, they, they won't just call you a liar. They'll just call you wrong. It's different than if you go in and say like Jacoby Brissett, he's our Super Bowl guy. You know what I mean? Barring that, you fill every other need in free agency. We're going to get two edges. We're going to get two D tackles. We're going to get our wide receiver three. We're going to bring in a left guard. And maybe some of those guys are returning players like Reisner or Osborne or whatever that you want to do. Um, but, you know, we're going to use cap dollars for all of that stuff. And I'll probably sometime in the not so distant future do that plan and show you like what that would look like on the over the cap calculator because you guys seem to have been liking those episodes. But, um, for now, let's just say we do that. Like we just go, we get everybody, right? We bring back Hunter and, and Jefferson and we do the contract magic we have to do to make that work under the cap. And everything, we're good to go. 
So we can use our whole draft. Our only draft goal in the draft is to get a quarterback. Then you, you say, we've got three first round picks and I'm going to give you my second and both the fourths from this year. We're not going to make a pick till the fifth round, except for this quarterback. What do you think about that? Arizona or new England or whoever it is that's willing to trade down. Uh, and they still say, Nope, Falcons actually offered that, but you know, they added a, they, they added a player that you can't match or something, you know, or we, we only want to go down to eight or whatever. Shoot. Okay. So now we're super left high and dry, right? We set up our whole roster and we just do not have a quarterback. But we still have kept all of our draft picks, right? We only offered them. We still didn't spend them. So now we can do the thing where we take somebody who is tenacious, young, and try to, you know, make the whole t- the team greater than the sum of its parts and hope you can overcome quarterback deficiencies that way in the meantime. And then eventually, you know, you got to bring in the guy. You get really aggressive about trading for whoever's in a contract dispute or whatever by the trade deadline. Um, so that kind of brings me to Chop Robinson. Let's say you take him at 11 and then maybe, yeah, then you say, okay, second round, is Bo Nick still there? Let's see if that works, right? And if he doesn't, we're only out a second. That I didn't stake my reputation on that, really. You know, I already I passed on him once. Uh, but hey, you know, maybe there's a world where he actually is the truth, and just the whole draft community is like wrong about him. Like whatever. Like that's as if that's ever happened before, right? <laughs> so then you do that, right? So here's the real thing I wanted to talk about is is um, when I'm looking at a defensive lineman like Chop and. You probably think I'm insane if you're super steeped in the draft already that I'm not saying somebody like Dallas Turner or I'm not talking about like Jared Verse or um, the UCLA guy, Latu. Like the, the, some of the guys that are projected to be more like top 15 picks and I'm saying chop. One of the things is I think he's going to test like crazy and his stock is going to go through the roof. So it won't sound too crazy after the combine, I would imagine, unless he gets hurt or whatever. But uh if you don't agree with me, that's fine. So just, you know, substitute your own edge name and and look at the same principles. But when I'm looking at an edge, and I, Chop was one of the first guys I pulled up, um, I am looking for a, specific traits. And traits is such a dumb word now because when you think of traits for an edge, like close your eyes, what do you think of? Uh, you know, pause the video and vote on your phones. But... <laughs> I'm going to guess your answer was something along the lines of, you know, length, uh, burst, strength, that kind of stuff, physical traits, measurable traits, right? What do you, when we talk about burst, well, that's kind of just the broad jump, right? The broad jump can measure your burst, your physical ability to burst and cover distance, or your agility is a trait measured by three cones. So when you say traits, it becomes synonymous with like combine scores, um, that's not really what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about maybe a better word is habits. I like good habits. I like good habits in my my quarterbacks, my edge rushers, my everything, right? Because when you come out of the box with good habits, it's a lot easier to teach you something you may not have, like add something to his pass rush or something like that. And um, he gets knocked for having a less diverse pass, pass rush repertoire. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think there are, is more nuance to it than he's like super easy to see. But once you understand that nuance, he gets really exciting. And for me, Chop Robinson, what makes him exciting is tenacity. He's very much one of those motor guys. And I love, you know, you love a motor guy. It's, it's, you can't make the whole plane out of motor and effort, but 
you'll love to see it, right? Guys that'll just chase somebody down, that'll never give up on the rep, that'll get, you know, knocked down and scramble up and army crawl to the quarterback and get a sack that way. Clean up sacks, that whole thing. That that does lead to production. Um, but it's more that every single motion is violent. And for D-line in particular, a D-line's job is to cause problems. All you want to be is a problem, right? Um, you know, a wide receiver, you're trying to get separation. That's, that's your whole job, right? And there's a finesse to that. And there's a technique to that. And there's a thought process and a strategy to that. And this is beautiful, complex, dynamic system. And for somebody like an offensive lineman, your job is to be flexible and to be preventative, right? To be ready to handle whatever this D lineman throws at you. And again, there's like, there's nuance and there's flexibility to it. I feel like for D linemen, like that's where you want the most Tasmanian devil foaming at the mouth, absolutely insane, crazy guy you want. That's where you want your John Randalls, right? Your your uh, your Keith Millards that have that tenacity and explosiveness that can turn a pass rush plan and can turn the same kind of technique and strategy that you see at other positions into an extremified version of it that just strikes fear into your opponent. And that's what makes, that's what separates somebody like John Randall from your average undersized, you know, defensive lineman. It's what separated him. And I think Chop has that in spades. Um, he also is very good at keeping his feet moving, which gives him more strength than he may have, uh, like in the weight room, like in the bench press, you know? Uh, when you chop your feet, there's just physics to it where you just will be able to drive more force. You just will get stronger without ever touching a weight, uh, just by learning how to chop your feet. Well, and he does that very well. He always keeps his hips square to where they need to be. It's a lot of good habits. And so even if you look at him and say, man, I really wish he had a spin move, you can teach him that spin move because there's not any bad habit that you have to break. There's no emergency situations. You go, yeah, but he does this horrible thing. We got to get that out of him before we do anything else. You got all the time in the world to say, all right, yeah, man, work on a spin move all off season and bring it to camp. And then, you know, learn the playbook and let's see where we go from there. I love it. I love chop. I, I would be super stoked to see him in purple. Um, and I would not be super stoked on this situation entirely. So, you know, Let's move on. But it's always good to, you know, have a thought for where you want to be there and and what you would be um, rooting for in that magical genie leftovers situation. All right. Uh, I will talk to you guys all tomorrow. Maybe more D-line stuff. And as always, skull.